Alright, here we go. We're back. Episode 2. This is actually episode 3, but since I started on episode 0, it's episode 2, okay? Alright, so... I we gotta start off. And, and I know... I'm a LeBron lover. Always have been. He's now the number 2 all-time points scored in the NBA history. And, uh... I was hoping it was gonna come against uh, Toronto to be honest, because LeBronto will live on forever. But uh, what do you think about that? Do you think it's a huge milestone for LeBron, or do you think, like Skip Bayless, that it's just a longevity a longevity milestone? And that once he becomes the greatest scorer ever, because he's got four rings, all that, or uh, you know, all that stuff, that he's automatically gonna be the goat. Like unquestioned, he will definitely be a hundred percent the goat, right? Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that makes it any better, because if it was the case that he has the you know four rings and and the leading all-time scorer, how come that wasn't true for Kareem? Because doesn't Kareem have four rings also? Uh, does Cream have four or does he have five? I think he's got four or five. So, if that's the case, if that makes him the goat, why didn't that make Kareem the goat? Uh, but why I mean, I, I feel like if you ask, depending on who you ask, oh no, he's a six time champion as well. Uh, depending on who you ask, I think Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the, the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest player of all time. Okay, I mean, I, I hear you, but I guess. You know the 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 goat debate that we're used to in the MJ and LeBron, yeah, is MJ and LeBron, and and to me, you know, it's MJ. But to answer your question, it's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a big milestone. It's huge. It's it's you know you can call it a longevity thing if you want to. Uh, pretty sure Kareem played longer than LeBron, right? Uh, he had twenty years pro, I think. So uh, they're right about there. Yeah. So, I mean, you could call... I wonder if anyone called Kareem's uh, a longevity thing. Oh, no way. No way. No way. But, but it's like... I think it was different back then because I don't feel like many players, like, to the, to the level in which Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing, uh, played for 20 years. You know what I mean? And I think, like... Because outside of LeBron, can you imagine... And, or can you think of another player that's played 20 years and has been productive for pretty much every year of that John career? John Stockton. John Stockton? Oh, I actually... <laughs> that was something I saw on Twitter today. And uh, that, the, uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone played for a very long time, but what did they do? No championships. Uh, they went to the finals twice. Yeah, but it's... I mean... Now, John Stockton's out there pushing anti-vax propaganda, and you got <laughs> Carl Malone who impregnated a 13-year-old girl. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough to say. Everybody needs everybody needs a hobby, dude. Yeah, I I guess I guess I don't know if pedophilia and <laughs> ignorance is the hobby I would take. You know, after making millions of dollars, but hey, you know, neither here nor there. But I I think it is a longevity achievement, but also. As a guy, LeBron James being a, being say he's more of like a, a magic, but a, kind of like a mix between magic and MJ, and also but having more points than MJ, more assists than magic, 
I think that speaks volumes in its own. And I think, uh, obviously, maybe this can be viewed as a longevity achievement, but I'm not really understanding as how the fact that he's been able to prolong his career to the point where it's been, he's been in his prime for fucking two decades, uh, is really any, like, taking away anything from it. But, uh, I, I really think. Okay, so let me ask you this: How close is it if 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 LeBron passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar becomes the first per or the first person to ever pass Kareem since this happened, and then also leads the league in in uh, no not assists if he's top five in assists because what is he in assists right now? He ain't never gonna get that assist record. Well, no, he's not gonna pass John Stockton, but if he gets in top five, right? Because yeah. well, let's see what he is. He's he's top seven right now. He's top seven. So if he passes, oh, he's he's just about to pass. Wait, let me see. I think he's just about to pass. Yeah, he's about to pass Magic, and he's very 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 close behind Mark Jackson and Steve Nash. <clears throat> so it's it's very probable that he could actually end up. Number one all-time points scored. Number four all-time uh, assists. And then I want to say, I don't know what he is in all-time rebounds. Let's see, all-time rebound leaders. Because I want to say he can't be too far off, you know? Knowing him, he, where is he? LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Oh, actually, he's a lot far off. He's 39th. Yeah. So, Okay. Okay, but still in rebounds, he's 39th, but he has 10,000 rebounds. A lot of rebounds. Yeah. Wow. So to answer your question, how close is he to the GOAT? Mm-hmm. How, like, him being number one, if he if he reaches the number one points, number four assists, and, I mean, he so he'll be at 40,000, 10 and 10. He'll be the only person in the 40, 10 and 10 of the club. What, where, how close does that bring it to him being... Uh, you know, it, it being a real discussion about him being the GOAT. Look, at this point, I think it's a, it's a, it's a generational battle. It's a, it's a preference. It's a, like, I'm a big MJ guy because I watched him, right? I'm, I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. So I watched him live on television. I remember the house that I'm in right now, my parents, when we first moved into this house, Okay, because we're living in some shit, and it's a story for another day. <laughs> we moved into this house that summer, went to, to Disney World, right? And it was 1996, 1997. It was the last time they played the Jazz in the finals. We went to Disney World, and every night when we got back from Disney World in our hotel room, we watched MJ on TV, right? We watched him beat the Jazz. Uh-huh. And Carl Malone, man, I don't think you understand how big Carl Malone was. Like, this guy, I, he, he was, dude, people just weren't chiseled like that back in the 90s. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was built different. Yeah. You know? And, and here's the thing, like, MJ destroyed them. And it wasn't like nowadays where you have four people on a team score 20 points. No, it was like one person score like 50 points. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to watch this guy, literally, and it was the Jazz versus Jordan, right? 
Like, that's how basketball games were in the 90s. I mean, I don't want to sleep on Scottie Pippen. I feel like that's Scottie Pippen. But he didn't. But he didn't score like that. Like that. Like if you're talking, like what constitutes a goat? Like a, the best all-around player? Does it have to be a combination of everything? I feel like so. Yeah, I think the, the the being the greatest player of all time means that you can pretty much do anything on that basketball court. But that's just me. So then that eliminates every center ever to play basketball, including Wilt, including Kareem, including Hakeem. The only big guy that could ever claim that throwing if he's got the accolades and the stats to back it up is Jokic. So wait, wait, wait so what, what, what did you feel like Kareem couldn't do? Shoot threes? Yeah, but th- that wasn't a necessarily a thing that was big during that era. So, so then w- how can you compare eras? What do you mean? You can't compare eras, and if 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 it's if your definition, if your, uh, you know, your definition of the goat means that it's an all-around player that has to be able to do everything, and if some people in the goat uh, discussion fall outside of the three-point introduction or anything like that, or it being necessary, then how can you compare two eras? I think the way I think about it is so. LeBron can shoot threes. I think MJ, if it was a little bit more prevalent during that time, would have been able to shoot threes. I think just the fact, like, just because during, you know, the 80s, 90s, and before that, there was no threes. I'm not going to hold that against people that they didn't shoot threes because it just wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you're talking about, like, Bill Russell and Kareem, like, it was the, it was, you were dunking on little white guys or you were doing a little sky hook. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it was. Um, so I, I don't think that disqualifies them because a certain, uh, way of playing or a certain move or whatever you want to say wasn't relevant at that time. I, I because I think, you know, maybe Kareem could have got it. I don't know. You know. I mean, who knows? But I mean, he was a great enough player to know that I wouldn't count him out of it. You know what I mean? But I don't yeah. think just because like, oh, now threes are big. They didn't shoot threes back in the 90s. Now LeBron's the goal because he can do threes. You know what I mean? It's just like it's uh, things that didn't exist. I don't feel like you can necessarily hold against them, you know? Yeah. So that's just the way I look at it. To answer your question, in my eyes, uh, LeBron will never be the GOAT. But it is so close statistically, okay? Mm-hmm. But, what, but what you have to understand is Jordan played what, like sixteen seasons? Uh, yeah, I want to say somewhere between fourteen and seventeen. Okay. Um, LeBron's played twenty. Jordan's what fourth all time? In, in, in scoring, uh, I or think he's. He I th- uh, let me see all time scores. I just had this up too. He is. He is, I want to say he's like sixth. No, he, wait. He, yeah, he's fifth. Sorry. He's uh, he's behind Kobe, Karl Malone, LeBron, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, he, he, like, the things I watch that guy do on basketball court, I've never seen anyone else do it. And I watch every, I watch basketball every Well, day. don't say that, because we have, we have seen a guy. Rest in peace to the late Kobe Bryant, the great. We have seen somebody do, quite literally, to a T, what, what Michael Jordan did, right? Because that's literally what 
you know, Kobe predicated his game on. Um, yeah, but I just... Uh, I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. He just... Dude, I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was like watching... Like, I think Larry Bird did it best. Said it best. Uh, Black Jesus. That, well, yeah, he said that that is Jesus disguised as Michael Jordan. Yeah. When, when he uh, hit the Lakers with like a 60-piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I, I mean, to me, I think it's very close. Obviously, it's going to play a lot into like uh, who you grew up watching. Like you grew up watching MJ. I grew up watching LeBron, and I think they both had amazing careers. Obviously, going six and zero in the finals is no no easy task. Two three peach is no easy task. Um, yeah. But I also think that LeBron making it to the finals ten years in a row. Even though everybody says the East was, you know, not great at, during those 10 years. But also, no NBA team is, is just like a walk in the park, right? Like, even the worst NBA team will destroy, absolutely destroy the best college team. Um, and I feel like that's what, True. that's what some people don't really understand when it comes to professional sports versus collegiate sports or just sports in general. Is that it's not easy to, like, even think about... The the Kings right now, or the Pacers, or the 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 uh, Magic, or the Pistons, like all these guys have talent. You don't get to the NBA without having talent, and uh, so it's like never an easy walk in the park. So to say that like oh all these games where he's top, they're top one through four seed, they're beating, uh, you know, all these teams in the playoffs in a seven game series. You can for ten years. And you're gonna tell me it was just, oh it was just easy it was too, it was a walk in the park you know if he did it in the West he wouldn't have made it you know half of that I don't know it seems a little bit crazy to say but all right let's kind of segue to another Laker his fellow Laker the one who he probably made a Laker Russell Westbrook <laughs> <laughs> Russell Westbrook hitting that game winner on uh, well today's Sunday so I wonder if it would have been what Friday or Thursday or Friday against the it was, Raptors. It was Friday. Yeah. yeah, against the Raptors. What a fucking shot. I don't know if you saw that sequence. I don't know if you were watching that game. He actually oh, went. Do you remember he went for the game win, winner on the other side of the arc? Air ball that. No, he was a brick, bro. He was like top left of the billboard. Or billboard. <laughs> top left of the billboard. Top left of the backboard. It was absolutely nowhere near. He was trying to bank it. I was like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what are we? What's the takeaway? I saw some people talking about this is where the Lakers' season is going to change. Russ is going to finally hit his stride. He's going to gain that confidence. What do you think about playoff that? Russ, dude? Playoff Russ? Yeah, playoff Russ. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? I mean, he's done it. He did it in. Uh, he did it in Houston, right? He did it in Washington, right? So it's definitely a thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like playoff Russ is very similar to playoff Harden. It, it's just not good. <laughs> but that's just playoff me. Harden. Playoff Harden. He might as well just be at the strip club, dude. Well, so, shit. That's probably where he wishes he was. Um, two for twenty-one. <laughs> oh, also, just realized LeBron James also top ten coming up. Right behind, he's 110 or steals behind. Um, oh wait, no, he's 30 steals behind Hakeem Olajuwon, which would put him at ninth all-time in steals. Just throwing that out there. Wait, hold a sec. Hold on a second. Hakeem Olajuwon is that high up on steals? Yeah. So the top five is Stockton, Kid, MJ, 
Gary Payton, Chris Paul, and then you got Maurice Cheeks, Scottie Pippen, Clyde Drexler, Hakeem, and LBJ. What the heck? Yeah. So that would also put him in another top 10 statistical category. Just throwing that out there. I, I was just thinking about it. But anyways, um, yeah, so Russ, I mean, do you do you really think that this could be a, a, a gear shifter for the Lakers? Like, do you think this could get them some some momentum going into the, you know, playing game and towards the end of the season? Yeah, I think it will. I'll be honest with you. They just needed some kind of spark, man. Like, it, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I think Vogel should have tried to get himself thrown out during one of those close games. Oh, wait, never mind. There was no close games. So, yeah, they just needed a spark, man. Um Honestly, they needed a spark, and I think this was a spark. I think it's going to give them some confidence, and um, we'll see what happens. If they can turn their season around. Yeah, and I and I really do hope it's a spark because I do want to see this team in the playoffs because I think this team, when it's in when it's in a good stride, is good. You know, LeBron, AD, you got Melo, Russ, like you got Dwight. I, I like this team. Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson. This team should be okay. But they've been horrible all season. Um, actually, one thing talking about Vogel, I want to. I don't. Did you watch the Wizards Lakers game last night? Watched a little bit of it. Hey, did you watch the fourth? I watched the what? Did you watch the fourth quarter? I did not watch the fourth quarter. Uh, okay, so I'll, well, this is something we've actually disagreed on for a while. And my, I've never really liked Vogel as a coach. I think he he just doesn't fit. I don't know. There's something about his play style. I just never been. I never felt like it worked. Um, and obviously, he didn't have that much success in Indy um, outside of this championship in 2020. Um, that he really doesn't have, hasn't done much as a coach. Um, but in the fourth quarter, KP torched the Lakers. They, he dropped 16 points against 16, the, 16 points to 13 points, I think, or something like that, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. And in just the fourth. So, how do you, as a coach, allow that? They just don't have the personnel to stop him. You don't think so? I mean, what do you do? Like, see, that's the thing that he keeps saying. People want them to go big, play traditional. They don't have the personnel. They they can't play big anymore, right? I mean, not anymore, but I still feel like you put Trevor Ariza on... KP, yeah, obviously Trevor Reese is not going to be one of the guys necessarily you think you're going to want in your closing lineup. But if you have a, a seven-footer that is just torching you in the fourth, that's kind of a – you need to make some adjustment. Instead, they didn't – and they ended up losing the game because of it because it was they were up. Uh, they were down – no, they were actually down three, and they ended up losing by like nine or eight or something. Like, it was, it was absolutely insane. And I think a lot of it is just, like, he doesn't... The rotations he makes don't make sense. The rotations that he implements, there's so many of them, and none of them work. And I don't let think... Me ask, oh, go ahead. Yeah, let, let me ask you a question. Just one question. Mm-hmm. Did his rotations uh, make sense during 2020? I don't think so, no. I, I, I still don't think so. Really? No, I didn't think so because I never understood why LeBron and Rondo would be on the court at the same time. So that LeBron could play off the ball. LeBron doesn't. That LeBron should never be playing off the ball. 
That, Are you talking about in the entirety of the playoffs or against like the Yeah, entirety of the playoffs. LeBron should never be playing off the ball. LeBron is a point guard. I don't care what, if he's a small forward or power He is a point guard. All right. You want the ball in his hands. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. having him with Russell Westbrook on the, same, on the four at the same time does not make sense to me. You know what I mean? I know LeBron's jumper has become better. His, his shots, you know, fall a little bit more towards the later end of his career. But him playing alongside a point guard does not make sense to me. What about when he played with Kyrie? Uh, I think it's a little bit different with Kyrie, uh, only because he was a little bit more versatile as a whole than every other point guard he played with because Kyrie could also shoot off the ball or uh off the catch and catch and shoot you know exactly. obviously yeah. the 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 game basically game winner Kyrie shot one of the best shots in NBA history um next to Ray Allen yeah next, next to Ray Allen, Allen. yep yeah, agreed but one of the best shots um yeah. but I think that was the thing is like Kyrie can do a lot more I think to in a to a much higher level, and actually, we're, I feel like we're kind of seeing it right now. Everybody's kind of starting to realize how insanely talented Kyrie is. Um, time Kyrie, dude. Exactly, and like this dude is tortured NBA teams. Um, yeah. But like, I feel like it, it's a little bit different with them. But also, I think they had a little bit of a different team as well. I think um, the way that Cleveland team was a 2016. I think it was the 2016 Cavs. Uh, I think the way it was built was a little bit more fundamentally sound. That way... Because David Griffin's a better general manager. No doubt. No doubt. There's nothing... No disagreements there. I've always said (laughs) David Griffin is actually a very good GM. Um, Uh, He he put those Suns teams together in the early 2000s. You know that, right? No, I did not know that. I didn't even know he worked for the Suns at all. Yep. He used to be the Suns' general manager. See, that makes sense. We're talking... he's He's still in New Orleans, right? Yeah, he's in New Orleans. Yeah, he's in New Orleans. There's a lot of Phoenix connections there, or there used to be at least. And now, I mean, what he's doing in New Orleans, I can respect because it's looking great. Uh, And I know maybe not being the eighth or ninth seed or whatever the hell they are, he's looking great, but that team is going to hit a stride at some point, whether it's this season or next season. That team is going to hit a stride. That team is way too talented. They just need, like, the same way Dallas needed uh, Skinny Luka, right? Mm -hmm. They need skinny Zion, bro. Shit. Not skinny, like pencil skinny. Yeah, but just, just lose some weight, fat boy type of skinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, hey, man. Oh, um, man. But no, like, uh, I do, I, do, I don't know. Uh, David Griffin, 100% way better. But I think uh, after this season, Coach Vogel is definitely going to get looked at. I don't know what other options there are going to be for in terms of uh, a coach, but... I really, really would like to see a different coach. I still, in my opinion, cannot believe that Tyler is not coaching the Lakers right now. But that's neither here nor there. Can you imagine if Monty Williams was the coach of the Lakers? It would be scary. They they offered him that position. He said, no, yeah. I'm going to go to Phoenix. Nah, what? That's it. I mean, and, and I think I talked to you about this when LeBron made his decision to leave Cleveland again. I really was hoping, because I know there was talk about D'Lo coming to Phoenix. There was talks about, uh, was it Kemba? Kemba coming to Phoenix. But I really wanted LeBron. I think that LeBron should have, these should have been his destinations. 
it should have been Philly first if you want to win championships. Second, if you really, really want to win championships and you think you can make it work, Houston. And then if you want to win championships, not right away, but you mean you have the potential to three-peat, Phoenix. That should have been his options. This whole L.A. revival and for Kobe and shit. I love Kobe. Rest in peace. But holy shit, I've never liked the Lakers. I've, I've always hated L.A. California as a whole is just a shithole, man. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I just seen LeBron there and fucking the struggles that he's going through. And it's just awful, man. And him being paired up with a guy that's never fucking healthy. It's just annoying. Um, all right. You know, you know, the, the thing about L.A. is it's it's it reminds me a lot of Miami mm-hmm. in terms of the fans, the media, like everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember hearing anything at all about the Lakers when they sucked? Nope. Exactly. How about the the heat when they sucked? Uh, the heat a little more because. When they sucked, they were still like the eighth or the seventh seed in the playoffs of the East, and I always liked watching Dwayne Wade. I, I I've always loved Dwayne Wade's game, so I think a little bit more. But it might have just been because of my own personal bias. And I feel like the low points for the Lakers were very different than the low points of the Heat. You know what I mean? Just because of the culture and the coaching staff, and you know what I mean. Uh, and they never had uh, they never had to deal with Robert Sacre. <laughs> I saw him at a Laker game like last week. He's a Laker great, bro. Yeah, one of the but, great Laker legends. But I guess my point is, is it's like you know, LA, they expect so much, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you're not winning, when you're not good, when you're not relevant, they don't give a shit, dude. No, they. It's like it's not even that they don't give a shit. They dog on their team, bro. Like it's like yeah. the Lakers and the Knicks fans, what and Philly too. These big. Boston. Uh, well, no, no. For they, what I'm about to booed? say, oh, yeah, wait. okay. I was gonna say they booed the shit out of their own teams. Boston gets to a point, but I don't feel like Boston will outright. You're in the Garden or uh, Barclays or anything like you don't get booed to the degree like you do in LA and Philly and um, and and uh, MSG in uh, New York. Like it is a whole nother level. These big market teams. Their fan bases are so incredibly just like not faithful at all that it's like it's crazy. Obviously, not everybody's like that, but like the vocal minority is so horrible in that aspect. Well, could you say that their fans are horrible or their fans are good because of the fact that they're booing them? I mean, they could just let a franchise get away with wasting time, wasting seasons. I mean, Philly did also do that. Philly also did do that when they were in the whole rebuild mode for the last 20 years. But I don't know. I I, I guess it really just depends on who you are and what you prefer because, like, you you think about the Suns. I mean, we remember, you know, five years ago. Five years ago, you would would be able to go to, like, get a good seat in the Suns game for 25 bucks. Now those same tickets are going for 2,500 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Well, I mean... I, I think I told you about this before, but I I mean I've gone to a lot of Suns games before. I dated a girl who had whose parents had 
Season tickets. Yep. Yeah, season tickets back then and playoff tickets. So I I went to a lot of playoff games with the with the Steve Nash Suns, and I don't know how much money they spent on those tickets, dude. Because it, I think they had they set like a record in the NBA in that time period for consecutive sellouts between mm. like 2003 and 2007. So <laughs> I can't even imagine how expensive those seats were. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, uh, but that, but that's the difference. Like in Phoenix, like I don't remember any real like we were dogging on the team, booing them, you know, all that. Booing, you just, booing never. We we blamed Sarver here. Yeah, that's what we did. and then we and then people just didn't go to the games. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we were like, fuck that. We just won't buy tickets and waste our time. We'll sit at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that, that's why I'm saying like there's different. But New York, they'll keep sending their money, and and Philly, they'll keep spending their money, and LA, they'll keep spending their money just to go and fucking boom. Like I, to me, I don't understand it personally. But all right, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it's just so rooted in their blood, man. Yeah, like the, those teams of I don't know. I don't know. They're they're a different breed. And uh, yeah. let's get to that. let's get on to the next topic. This one's gonna be a little brief because I don't actually know as to what the fuck happened. The Grizzlies getting destroyed by the Atlanta Hawks. You got anything to say about this? Only thing I can say is that Trey, right? Yeah. I, I, like, the whole thing with Trey, I feel like he doesn't like to be, like, out-dueled. Uh, I just want to let you know, Trey did not play in this game. <laughs> uh, it was actually Bojan, Bojan Bogdanovic dropped 33 and 2. I was trying to pull up the box score. So, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing on this, dude. I should have watched this, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, the highlights. I mean, Dylan Ray almost 20 points. Colin Capella almost 20 points. DeAndre Hunter dropping 14, 3 and 5. Danilo got Bogdanovich. Yeah, but this is what he went off. Yeah, I don't know. But when you got like, I, it wasn't even that. So like Ja and Bojan, they had a duel, right? But then it's just the supporting cast in in Memphis kind of just didn't do anything. Like you got Jaron Jackson Jr. scoring fifteen, Desmond Bain scoring fifteen, Dylan Brooks scoring eleven. You you got Kyle Anderson scoring nine. Like it, it's not the typical. You know, supporting cast in Memphis, I think we've been accustomed to this season. Um, but meanwhile, like DeLon Wright, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, Danilo Gallinari, these guys all popped off. And you have two or three other guys that are almost in double digits in Okongwu, Luau Cabarro, Kevin Herter, Red Velvet. Um, AKA City. Yeah, Mr. City himself. Oh, actually, I have a Snapchat message I still haven't opened up from him this morning. But uh, like, <laughs> but like, I don't understand. Like, this is what throws me off, and this is also the same thing as to why I love sports because they're so unpredictable. But at the same time, if you're John Morant, we've been hyping you up, and this is the reason why I don't think he's gonna win the MVP this year because I don't think he's there yet. He's not there yet. He's gonna win Most Improved, hundred percent. Um, but he's not gonna. Oh, go ahead. You got to beat the teams that you're supposed, you're supposed to, to be. Exactly. Especially when you are John Morant. You're in the MVP talks. You know what I mean? Whether you're in the top 10, you are a considerable uh, prospect for MVP this season. And you go and you go to Atlanta 
without a Trey Young, and you you get blown out by fifteen. Uh, so let's 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 compare it a little bit in terms of them not being ready uh, yet, right? And Ja not being ready in general to the Suns last season, right? The Suns had the I think it was the third best record in the NBA last season when it all ended, but they would still lose random ass games like this, right? Mm-hmm. The other team did not have their star or this that or the other thing. This season they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They don't drop games like that. They beat who they're supposed to beat. That's why I feel. Like the Suns are ready, and you hit the nail on the head. Jaw's not ready yet. Yeah, he 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 hasn't she hasn't unlocked that yet. He like he can't he can't just go, which is kind of in, insane to me because I don't know as to what Ja Morant's ceiling is because this kid is already so talented. He's so let's, young. Let's say his let, let's say this. Okay. His talent level or his talent ceiling. Could he? Could you say he's a better defensive D Rose? Would that be his ceiling, or would you go even further? Well, I don't know because, like, uh, let's see, D Rose MVP season. I want to see. I want to remember his stat line because he was 22 years old when he was the youngest. So yeah, the youngest MVP. He was averaging 25 points, 7.7 assists. 4.1 4.1 rebounds, 1.1 one steal per game, 44.5% from, from the field, 33% from three, and 85% from the line. Uh, meanwhile, this season, uh, John Morant is averaging 24.7 points per game, 6.7 assists per game, 5.1 rebounds per game, a uh, uh, steal and a half per game. 49% from the field, 38.3% from three, and 77% from the line. So, like, it's very, very, very close. Um, but you also have to, to, you know, take into account the fact that the Bulls didn't score and they didn't have the other team score a whole lot of points. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, they only averaged, like, 100 points a game or something like that. They also were the best defensive team in the NBA at that point because of Tibbs, the way that he plays defense. Yep. Yeah. He coaches defense. So that 25 points a game from uh, D. Rose back in the Bulls back in that day is, in my opinion, probably worth about 30 now. Yeah, and I would agree because I think – and I also would agree because I think the teams that – I mean, you're thinking – I'm thinking about, you know, D. Rose is matching up against the Celtics big three. Miami big three. Um, I, I think that at this time was Melo. I think Melo. He was in New York right now. At this he time, was in, he was in, he was definitely in New York because Amari got traded in two thousand and maybe it wasn't two thousand and seven. No, it wasn't because they had that other finals run, the last finals run with the Suns in two thousand nine. So, no, I don't think Melo was in New York. So he was still in Denver. Um, I mean, but I, I don't know. I, it's very comparable, but I don't remember. I mean, maybe it's it's a little bit, um, you know, hazy. I don't remember, you know, that Bulls team losing many games that they should have won. You know, especially with a like a, a superstar, that leader of that team missing. You know what I mean? He he was so good though, dude. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's definitely obviously. I don't think Memphis or that Jaws going to get the MVP this season. I think it's I think it's either going to be Jokic or Embiid. 
Um, it'll probably be MB because I don't know. There's so much media pushing the agenda that and, and uh, that jo- that Jokic is underappreciated because he's you know on the Nuggets and whatever. Who the care? Who cares? I, I don't like watching him because his game is just kind of boring for me to watch. But is what it is. I he's think a seven foot, he's a seven foot one LeBron dude. Come on, say it. Yeah, unathletic. Uh, they can't jump. I saw him dunk like last week, and he looked like he barely got up over the rim. Yeah, yeah. He, he's so incredibly unathletic, and it's just like, dude, it, come on, you know, like get your ass up there. You already have fucking more than halfway there, you know. <laughs> just just jump, you know. Like it's that easy. All right, and that's yeah. It's just kind of transitioning to the MVP race, and it's updated. Uh, NBA released the updated MVP ladder, or MVP Kia MVP ladder, and still, uh, Jokic is ranked number one. You got uh, Joel number two, Giannis at number three, Ja at number four, and Luca at number five. Uh, Let me ask you a question: Is but like not that I'm pushing saying that Booker should win? Is Booker in there at all? Uh, I think he's seventh behind Jason Tatum. Is behind Jason Tatum. Yes, which I would actually. I'm not gonna. I, you know, I'm. I'm okay with that. All right. I know. Right. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but I. I just. Just. I mean. I don't. I, I, we've talked about this. We've talked about this so many times. And you're like, he's not a superstar. He is not. He. He needs to take over. He needs to be able that's to not say his, that's not his game. He plays more like LeBron, dude. But and then this is like why LeBron didn't. Oh, actually, he's actually he's not even just behind. He's behind Jason Tatum, who's number six. Seven, tied for seventh is Steph Curry and Demar Derozan, and then it's Devin Booker. Okay, so this man, Devin Booker, right? Mm-hmm. Destroyed the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Do you know who? Was defending Demar and Zach ninety percent of the time. Probably Devin Booker. Yeah. Like legit. Go, go pull up their stats real quick. I'm pretty sure Demar Derozan had like eight points. Yeah, it was like it was horrible. It was a it was a horrible game. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Demar ended up with nineteen points, two assists, and one rebound. You got Vucevic, sixteen and one and seven. Zach Levine, twelve nine and two. Kobe White, 14-1-2. Tristan Thompson, 11-1-5. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, come on, man. Like, you can't put Booker ahead of, like. Behind? Yeah. You cannot <laughs> put him behind. There's no way. Well, okay. But the MVP is not just, you know, how they match up. It's the entire season. And DeMar, and I know, I love DeMar. I think he's going to go down as one of the most underappreciated superstars in NBA history because he was so overshadowed by LeBron. that He had so many good runs in the playoffs with the Raptors team. He had so many times where he... I guarantee he should have had a chip or two by now, him and Kyle Lowry, because there was so much talent on that Toronto team, but they could not get over the hump that was LeBron. And now, LeBron's out of the East. Obviously, there's some, you know, some more Goliaths in the East. It's a hard division, or a hard conference now, I should say. Um, probably the hardest conference, like we talked about the last time. Um, yeah. But DeMar is having an incredible season. I mean, he's, what, 31, 32 years old? And he, I mean, it's 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 incredible what he's doing. I mean, he had back-to-back game winners. Um, like, he uh, he's doing 
he's doing a lot. He, you know, he's showing he's showing out this season, and I think that's no knock on 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 okay. book. But he's having a great season too. It's just I don't know. It's hard because it's just so there's so many good players on Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like they are such a deep team, and I'm not trying to take away from Book's greatness and Book's you know season because he has been having a great season defensively and offensively. Like this kid has been like going. He, yeah, I think he worked his ass off on the defensive end. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and he should be in this conversation. It's just some of these guys are just. Yeah, who do you take out? Yeah, it's so, like so, it's crazy. Going back, going back to the whole defensive or not the defensive, the MVP ladder, it has to be Jokic, man. And I, and I said it the last time, and I'm going to keep harping on it, and I agree with the media, and I don't say that very often, but who has been healthy for Jokic? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Murray's been out for like since a the bubble. And a half, right? Yeah, since, since the bubble, exactly. Like, MPJ, right? It was supposed to be that third option, right? And he's been out for 60-plus games this season. And then they brought in Aaron Gordon because MPJ was injured, and he hasn't been doing anything. Defensively, he has. Right? Well, well, hold on. Let's pause there, though, because I said, and I, 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 very, I remember this very clearly. We had a debate about this. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever, ever believed that Aaron Gordon could ever productively play winning basketball. He is a great dunker. Absolutely great. Should have a he's couple. Great, he's great. He's great defensively though too. Well, yeah. You gotta, you gotta give him, give the man his flowers. No, he is a good. He's a solid defensive player. But he has never, ever, ever striked me as anybody that would have any accolades outside of the dunk contest. And he got snubbed a lot. You know, I'm not gonna lie. He should have a couple dunk contest <laughs> wins. But okay. it, uh, do you remember when I told you that I was like, yeah, this yeah. is it's a okay trade, but. I think right now, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Aaron Gordon or would you rather have Gary Harris? Oh, if I have no Nuggets, <clears throat> I think, in my opinion, they got Aaron Gordon to shut down. Uh, they got him to shut down LeBron, and they got him to guard to guard Booker. Have you ever seen the man guard Booker? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm sure I have, but... Dude, they have to, like, very rarely do they ever run, like, uh, full screens. They usually run, like, slip screens, right? Mm -hmm. Where they have, like, a, a pick and roll or a pick and pop with DeAndre and Booker, like a two-man game, right? Mm -hmm. They have to run full-on staggered screens to get Aaron Gordon off Booker so that he can get a clean shot. The, <laughs> man, the man is the best guarding of Booker that I've seen. Him and Paul George can guard Booker, right? So... He guards Booker well. He guards LeBron well. Could you say the same about Gary Harris? Some of statistically Booker's best games have been against Gary Harris. You see what I'm saying? And Gary Harris cannot guard LeBron. So I think that's why they went out and got Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Um, offensively, I think they're kind of similar. Gary Harris has had a big drop-off in terms of three-point percentage and everything like that. Um, I think he's been taking more, though, as well in Orlando because... Yeah, it's Orlando. I mean, it's Orlando. Yeah. yeah, I mean you're probably right, but and he probably doesn't have the open shots that he had when he was in Denver. Hell no, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. But um, yeah, no, I'd rather have Aaron Gordon. I'm sorry, he's just more of a, a jack of all trades in that four spot that people need. 
um, nowadays, especially on the wing. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like a he's like a bigger, more athletic version of Jake Crowder. Yeah, right? yeah, I agree. But he, if he could shoot threes at the at the at the level of Jake Crowder, I'd say yeah, all day. But I just yeah. don't think offensively he's there. And I think that was a big reason. I was like, I just don't, I don't see it. You know what I mean? And I, I think, I think once Jamal's back and Michael Porter Jr.'s back, I think Jokic and Denver would rather have Gary Harris. But that's just me. Actually, maybe not. Maybe they'd rather have Aaron Gordon. I don't know. I just think defensively, he he can stop a whole lot more people. I think they can try to throw him on Giannis too if they ever got to the finals. I think that was their thinking. Oh, he would be torched by Giannis. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, but everyone gets torched by Giannis. I mean, look at Torrey Craig. Craig. That guy is yoked, and he couldn't, like, Giannis was bowling him over like a freaking water bottle. (laughs) I don't know, man. But, yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get Jokic is having a good uh, good season. I just, I don't know. I know what he's doing is crazy because he has literally no help, but I also think at the same time that their reserves – when they are all reserves are very good. You know what I mean? Like when it, there's not pressure on Faku Campazo and Aaron Gordon and what's the guy? Is it Monte? Monte Morris. Monte Morris. Martin. I always say one. I always want to say Monte Monte Ellis. Um, yeah. And uh, like I think when those guys aren't, they don't have any expectations other than you know, don't fuck up the lead too bad. They're good. Yeah. You know, and like, but when you. Give them so much like pressure and like oh you're the starting five, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just I don't know, and I think they look worse now that they're starters because they're missing so many pieces that it's making oh, Jokic look be- better, you know. And it, and I think it's a little bit skewed because of that. Um, I see where you're coming from. So it's a double-edged sword, right? He exactly. Pieces and he's looking great, but it's also like making him look better because they're so bad. Exactly. But in reality, they're not as bad as they are because when they're playing their positions, because none of these guys are starters. Like none of the like Faku Campazzo is not a starting caliber player. He should not be getting the minutes that he is. Uh, Monte Morris, I think he kind of is generally up there in minutes, but like not to what they're getting now. You know what I mean? Like, he's their he's their sixth man. He's yeah, like the first one off the bench. Exactly, and it's like, but the, these minutes are getting skewed because obviously you're missing two of your big three, and you know you got to make up for that. But I think, yeah, like you said, it's it's a double-edged sword. He's looking great. They're not looking great. So he looks even better, you know. So, yeah. but I, I don't know. I think overall, my vote is still Joel Embiid. I think it could, it could, it could go either way. I think the, with the way the media is playing out right now, it's probably going to end up being Jokic. I don't agree with it, but it is what it is. All let right. Me, let, me ask, let me ask you one, th- one more thing about okay. that. Do you, do you think, okay, that Embiid – is truly happy for if Jokic or Giannis win no. the award as long no. as a, a foreign big man, in his words, a foreign big man. No. Right? So you you think he wants it? Yes. Like you think he's that type of person? Yes. Okay. Do you did you hear the interview about how when the Philly offered him that extension that he never thought that he deserved it because he didn't believe in himself? Uh, I heard about it vaguely. Okay. I, I personally think that he actually means it when he says that he'd be happy if any, if either of them won it, as long as it's a foreign big man. 
I uh, truly think that he's that type of person. He's too competitive. He's too competitive. He can say that all he wants, but I really think he's trying to hide his real feelings and the fact that he'd be like, no, I want it. And then if he doesn't get it, because I feel like a big way the media is playing out is going to have a big, big, big effect as to how the MVP is chosen because there's this huge narrative, like you were talking about, like that he's just, that Jokic is getting overlooked. And I think it's a little bit of him, you know, there's a little part in him that he is going to be happy if it's him, Giannis, or Jokic, which obviously it's going to be one of them. Um, But I also think he wants it. He needs to prove to everybody, like he, because he really believes that he's one of the best, he's top five in the league in his mind. And the way, because if you think about it, Kawhi doesn't hit that shot in Toronto. The Philly, Philly's going to the, to the, to the finals. Philly's going to the finals. And they're winning. They're beating Golden State. Well, anybody could have beat Golden State at that point. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. So they, they would have been champions. And then coming off that season, you don't think they would have got confidence? Like, look at Milwaukee. They haven't fucking, I mean, for them, I mean, they have their moments, but they haven't, they, they, they you got Drew, or you got, uh, fucking Drew Holiday. You got Chris Middleton shooting fucking from half court. I'm like, dude, you've never been that guy. Chill out. You know what I mean? Like, you get that swagger after you win a chip. Um, but I think it's a little bit of yes and a little bit of no. I think, obviously, Joel, it being him, Jokic, uh, Giannis, a, a foreign big man, yes, he'll be happy. But it's uh, it's very obvious. That's one of those three guys are going to be the MVP. But I think at the same time, he wants it. He wants it. He needs he needs that validation. He got bounced from Kawhi. He was a fucking crying meme. You know what I mean? Like he talked all that shit. Yeah, yeah, like he it's his it's his fucking his, it's his revenge tour. You know what I mean? And he's been torching people. Uh, so I think it's a yes and no. All right. But uh, so you know, kind of talking about playoffs. You know, crying in the tunnel. Who can give the Suns problems in the playoffs? Do you think out of the West? Like, do you think there's any real threats to the West or to the Suns because they're 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 looking good without CP3. So when CP3 comes back, do you think there's anybody that's gonna really, you know, that that you think? Oh, maybe. The 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 teams that I don't want the Suns to play at all, like at all, because they scare the unholy shit out of me, is the Clippers, the Grizzlies, and the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the Jazz they don't give a shit, dude. They will chuck up fifty-seven threes and miss forty-three of them. Okay. <laughs> Like they they don't care, man. They they will shoot and shoot and shoot. And the teams that have beaten or blown out the Suns this season are teams that just get hot from three point range. Yep. Okay. Literally, Miami they spanked the Suns like hard at home, and that doesn't happen. I think the Suns have lost like five times at home all yeah, season. Yeah, this season. Yeah. That was one of them, right? And they got spanked. Like the game was over at the start of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if, if, the, if the Suns play the Jazz, I don't know what's going to happen, dude, in a seven-game series. Like, can you say that the Jazz can't catch fire four games out of seven with how many threes they shoot with their personnel that they have? Well, I think now, yeah, because Ingo's being down. He's out for the season. Bogdanovich is uh, injured right now. I mean, you'd really just be going against Donovan and Conley. Um and, and what's his name? The Filipino guy. The Filipino guy. Let me see. Man, I can't remember his name. Let me see. Jazz roster. 
We're 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 very informed here at the Phoenix Fadeaway. Yeah, of course, of course, only the best. Yeah. Oh, like Trey Young had a really good night the other night against the Grizzlies. Oh, Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. There yeah, you go. you're right. So they just have a bunch of flamethrowers on their team, man. Like, and they like the same way with Miami, dude. Miami scares the crap out of me. They yeah, should, they should scare everybody because of their three point shooters. But to answer your question, Clippers number one, uh, Jazz number two. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, Grizzlies number three. And, and the only reason I put Grizzlies number three is because I don't think, like we were talking about before, that Jaw and them are ready to take that next step yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think CP3 and company, they can just punk them. Yeah. Um, but Clippers, because of Ty Lu, the way they play defense and the way they just don't give up. Dude. And they're they like, deep. Yeah, they're so deep. Like everyone talks about how deep the Suns are. No, I think the Clippers are the deepest team in the NBA. Oh, 100% with, the, with, with getting Powell and Rocco and, uh, oh, no. The, if, when Kawhi and PG come back, like if yeah, they, there's, oh, there's, rumor, there's rumors that yep. they might be back for playoffs. Yep. And they're, they're positioned to play the Suns first round, right? Yep. Yeah, so I, I that is my worst nightmare. It'll, if, we play, if we play the Suns, because... Let's just not get it twisted here. Embarrass them by himself in the bubble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, let me be honest, if Kawhi and Paul George are here and fully healthy by the first round, it's going to be rough. Yeah, I mean, because even if the Suns win, it's gonna go to a seven-game series. They push the Suns to a seven-game series. That's yeah, without why? Yep. Yeah. Clippers, like I think there are a couple of coaches in the NBA that are up there with the intellect and the know-how of how to get your team to win, mm-hmm. right? With Monty, and I think Ty Lu is up there. He's one of them. You know what I mean? No, yeah, 100%. And then you throw on the, the personal vendetta that the Clippers have against the Suns players, especially Devin Booker. They hate Devin Booker. Yeah, they both hate each other. I, I think the, the Suns hate both LA teams more so than I've seen any like West rivalry in a while. Yeah, no, this is a, this is a budding rivalry, 100%. And that's why I think it's, if, if it does happen, which is likely will because the Clippers are six games off – are six games out from the seventh seed, and the Lakers are six games out from the eighth seed. So realistically, you're probably gonna see the Clippers first round. It's just whether or not Paul George and Kawhi play, and if they play, are they healthy? Um, Even if they don't play, the Clippers can push the Suns. Yeah, but I don't think if they don't play, I think that it will maybe go to five. I, I don't, I mean, maybe, you know, at six at most, but, like, I think Kawhi and Paul George, because I remember, and I'm not trying to throw, you know, you know, I'm not trying to call you out. There was a conversation we had uh, the first season of L.A. When, when Paul George and Kawhi went, and Paul George had a horrible season, um, and you had said that he's done. It's over for him. Like, he looked, and I mean, the pandemic P happened, and I said, you just got to wait. I said, you got to remember, he was in the MVP discussion in OKC. 
This guy is... And in Indiana, too. Everyone thought he was better than LeBron. Well, no, 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 but I'm just saying, more recently, he was yeah. in... Like, he was he was second fiddle to fucking Westbrook, and he was yep. still in the MVP discussion. I said, you just gotta wait it out. And he finally hit a stride, you know, when, uh... There was last year's playoffs, in, in uh... The, I mean, it was an amazing series against uh, against the Suns. Um, he played really well. Yeah, he really well. and he finally Suns couldn't guard him at all. Yeah, he and that was vintage PG. You know what I mean? That was who we we saw in Indy. That was who we saw in OKC, and that and that was who we thought we were going to see in the first season of the Clippers with uh, with Paul George and Kawhi. Wasn't how it played out. But I said, you just gotta wait. This guy, you can't go in a two year span from an MVP caliber player to a fucking at best third option. You know what I mean? Like that's just not how it happens. Um and I think it, it yeah. I think that is the biggest threat. I think that honestly, I think the Warriors are going to be a a more of a threat than the Jazz because I think they are just a generally better three-point shooting thing. I think with Ingles going down, um Bodanovic is going to be injured. Well, he is injured. I think he's going to be a little bit weird towards the playoffs. Um, I think that they could prove a little bit harder. Obviously, it's going to be a little. About, what's I'm that? Worried about the Warriors. The Warriors yeah. as well. But the only thing is, is that you got they don't really have a big man. Obviously, there's talks about James Wiseman coming back. Uh, but I know that I, I was reading a lot of stuff about they're just not they're not, they're not they're not confident that he's ready to join a championship contending team like mentally he they're not sure um but his knee that he was working out his knee is swollen right now no that too but i think it's also just like they're they're really pushing that you're injured you know take it slow all this but like i think they're more worried about like i don't think that he's ready to compete for a championship you know what i mean like he's just he would get torched by the big man in the West and, that's, and the big man in the East. And that's what I think they're worried about is that the, that happens. Is it going to be his confidence is gone? Or is it going to be, oh, that's a stepping stone. Now it's time to get to work. You know what I mean? And I think they're worried because he was, was he the, he was the first pick or the second pick? He was the third pick, I thought. Oh, yeah. It was Ant, Ant, yeah. Ant Wiseman, Mello. Yeah. So... You're the second pick. I mean, we already see what happened with Markel. You know, like, he got torched. Obviously, he had some injuries and everything, but like, he had no confidence. And I've never seen a, a, a number one pick get traded so quickly. No. So I think they're, they're kind of walking a fine line there. Um, but, yeah, if, I, if I'm... Just if I'm the if I'm a Sens fan and I'm worried about who we're playing in the playoffs, Clippers and Warriors, those are going to be the hardest ones. Like I said, I we both agree that Memphis, it's not their time yet. Give them another year or two, they're going to be a big, big, big problem. Um, but yeah, I that's just, I just I just feel like the Grizzlies from a Suns standpoint match up better than the Clippers. The Clippers, dude, I don't know. They give me nightmares. I mean. They're deep. They're deep. They're talented. They have two, and they they they're, they're gritty. They have they're, they're gritty. They get that first season. Uh, they 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 kind of just showed up to games thinking they were gonna like win, but now they know like we gotta bust our ass, you know. 
Yeah. Like they they got some dogs, man, and, and that's what I like about them because you got dogs and then you got two superstars in Kawhi and PG, and then you got two pretty good big men. Like I like Surge. Um, Zubats has been good for him. Um, and then you now Surge, you add Surge is, on, Surge is on the Bucks now though. Oh yeah, he is. I forgot he got trade. You're right. Yeah. Who did they get in that trade? Oh, did they get? Uh, no, it wasn't Bledsoe. They got Bledsoe now, though. Uh, yeah, they, they got rid. Of, they got rid of Bledsoe too. Where's Bledsoe now? Uh, New Orleans, I think. Is he Bledsoe? Yeah. Oh no, he's in Portland. Portland. Oh, so he must. Oh, so he must have been in the Rocco. Uh, Rocco. Uh, Powell trade, interesting. So, but I mean, even with Roko and Powell, those are huge pickups. I I actually don't understand as to how the Blazers traded. Their depth, their depth just keeps getting bigger. They they yeah. have so many guys, so many guys that can just go out and give you thirty. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. Don't it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. crazy. All right, and then let's talk about. This is like the last real topic we're going to talk about just briefly. Chicago yeah. Bulls being 0-15 against the top-seeded teams in both divisions, both conferences. Yeah. Keep saying divisions because I was thinking about football. Um, what, do, what do we take away from this? Because I thought, honestly, the way they started out the season, they were going to be a dark horse to you know make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I can't even see them making a Game 7 Against anybody in the East. I honestly think, so like right now, let's see. The NBA standings, if, they, if the playoffs started today, the Bulls are the five seed. So who would they be playing? The sixth seed? They would be playing the f- fourth seed. Was it? Okay. So they'd be playing the Celtics. Yeah, they'd, they'll get trashed on. Exactly. And like, let's just say hypothetically they played the sixth seed. They'd be playing the Cavs. I'd still get trash. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so hard because I'm like, in like, it makes me wonder, is it because Lonzo? Like, does Lonzo really make this Bulls team that much better where maybe, I think maybe they can overcome the Cavs? Probably not. They definitely still couldn't beat the Six or the Cavs or the, fuck, I can't even talk, Celtics. So I, I watched the the Suns play the Bulls the other night and what I noticed is that there's literally one person on that whole team that plays defense and that's that's Caruso. And that's With what's Lonzo, crazy. Yeah, they they just don't like I literally would watch Levine get picked off and then not even try to get back in the guy that he's you know, not even try to get on his hip or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's same with Damar. But Caruso was fighting through screens and like Booker was handling them. Mm-hmm. Right? And then Caruso came in the game and he started guarding Booker and then Booker kept having to pass and everything like that, right? Yeah. Like, he'd come off a screen about ready to shoot jump shot, Caruso was in his face, so he'd have to pass it. That wasn't happening when he wasn't in the game. So if you put Lonzo in, at least you'd have two people that can actually defend. But I don't think it's going to make a difference. And this is a hot take right here. They need to trade Zach or DeMar. They cannot coexist. Shit, that is a fucking hot-ass take. So okay, yeah, you can't have two superstars that don't buy into defense, that don't buy into the game plan, that cannot defend or won't defend one of the two. They either need to sit them down and be like, "Listen, you guys need to defend. You need to try to at least fight through the screens." 
Well, here's the thing, though, is because we had talked about this in, like, towards the, you know, first quarter of the season, and you had said the same thing, that the Bulls' defense was not good, and at the time, they were a top-five defense. Now they've dropped to, like, uh, what is this, 3, 4, 5, 10, around the 18th mark. The, the 18th best defense league. What happened? Is it because of injuries that they lost their, their momentum? Did they lose, like, their will to want to keep fighting? Not sure. Because Bill Donovan's another good coach, and I, I don't understand as to where they, they went wrong because they looked so good at the beginning of the season. Obviously, Lonzo was a big part of that. I don't understand the I don't understand the acquisition of Tristan Thompson personally. I think they should actually have used Levine or or Demar. I think if you want to try to win this year, I think you would have had to have traded Levine. Um, I don't know if they would have done it though because I think they're they're hoping to build a, somewhat of a dynasty between AC Lonzo and Zach. Um, I think you, they had to have made a push for Sabonis. I think that they should have made they a push for Sabonis. Traded, they should have traded Vucevic. I don't think they would have like taken. Pick. I don't think they would have taken it. I think that Indiana would have taken any trade with a first round pick. No way. If that was true, they would not have had Halbert and Heald. There's no way. But correct me if I'm wrong, Sacramento did not throw in a first-round pick. Let me see. Let me see. Um, Kings trade. I mean, I might be wrong here, but... Because I want to say they did. Let me see. That's all I want to say. What'd you say? I said, if that's the truth, and they did throw in a first-round trade with Buddy and, you know, Halliburton, that's a that's a trade. Okay, so no, they didn't. So this is what Indiana received. They received Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson, and then yeah. Sacramento received uh, Sabonis, Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a second-round pick. Yeah. So let's say let's put it in terms of picks, right? We got Tyrese Halliburton could be considered a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Got Buddy Heald can be considered a role player slash borderline starter, right? And and uh, Tristan Thompson's a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Right? So a first, a second, and a borderline starter. That's basically what they got in terms of a, I think, a superstar in Sabonis. I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's a star, but I think he could be a superstar. I think he needs to really really step up his game offensively like i think if he gets a little like just a somewhat you know it's just a somewhat decent three three point shot three point percentage maybe but he i mean i i only see him shoot little hooks dunks layups that's it you know sometimes he'll shoot a little mid-range but that's it Um, but I don't know. I think I think that's what Chicago should have done. Obviously, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Um, or I think the Knicks should have done the same thing. Honestly, I think it should have been Chicago or the Knicks going after Sabonis more so than Sacramento. But well, what's his what's his three point percentage right now? What's Sabonis' three point percentage? Let me see. Demontis Sabonis. Let's see. Basketball Reference. He is shooting. It's gotta be mid thirties, right? Like 30 percent, thirty percent. But how many is he taking? Oh, he is taking. Oh no, this season actually, since he has joined Sacramento, it's eighteen percent. 
Yikes. Yeah, but before he was at 30%. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that whole Kings trade thing, I would not have given up Tyrese. I already told you I would have given up Fox. Ah, that's crazy. That's, I mean, long term makes more sense. I think it's hard trying to figure out which one of those guys. They're both so good. You know what I mean? Like, De'Aaron De- De- Fox is so good. You know uh, that. Halliburton, the type of point guard that Halliburton is, does not grow on trees. Like, no, I know. I know. Pass point guards, they don't come around very often anymore. This isn't the 90s. No, he's a generational player. Yeah, 100%. So, uh-huh. <laughs> Indy is going to be real good because of him for years yeah. to come, dude. As long as they build right around him, my God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, they're gonna have to be real, real good though, getting out of the East because the East is not. I mean, the East is gonna be really hard for the next ten years, like really hard. You think about the Magic Pistons are getting good. I mean, I think the Knicks have something cooking. Obviously, they got to get off Julius Randle. He's been horrible for them. Um, but building around RJ and Cam Reddish. He's got to he's got to go to a small market team, Julius Randle. Yeah, he should have just stayed in New Orleans. I mean, shit, maybe yeah. there'll be a homecoming. He should have stayed in New Orleans. He should have another place I was thinking for him, small market. Charlotte would be Charlotte would be good for him, but also I was thinking Orlando. Yeah, that could be good. He needs to feel like he's the best player. And I feel like as soon as there's somebody that's who plays with somebody that's good, he's like shit. No. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's why like I don't know what team he goes to. Like, I honestly think he could be okay in, in Indy, you know, uh, ironically Indy. enough. Yeah. I mean, why, why would you think not? He just, he doesn't fit those guys. Those guys are also mild-mannered in Indy, man. Like, buddy. buddy yeah, but that's what I'm fun. saying, though. But, like, that could be, it could work. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I, I what? I, I'm going to end the Twitter space just because my phone's about to die. Um, right. We're just going to keep talking, though, because this is going to go up on the YouTube anyways. Um, but I, I don't understand why. I mean, it could work. And I have a feeling Indy's going to kind of go into a little like mini rebuild. where they're, I think they're going to try to get off Miles Turner a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I, I think, I don't know. I, I, could see, I could see Charlotte. But I think Julius Randle at best is going to be a sixth man of the year type of player. Like, he needs to find somewhere where he fits and he's coming off the bench and he's, you know, leading that bench unit and he's just doing his thing. He doesn't do well with good players on this court. You know what I mean? Can I ask you a question. What's his salary right now? It's like $23 million. Uh, Julius Randle? Yeah. Let's see his salary. His salary right now is $19 million. Okay, let me ask you a question. Would you, if you were the Knicks, okay... Would you take Saric and oh, let's see, Saric and Cameron Payne? No, you wouldn't take Saric and Cameron Payne. No, I wouldn't. Why? You wouldn't take a pass first point guard, finally, and a a fundamentally sound young big guy. I I one okay. This is something we've disagreed on. You know, a little bit. I'm not huge on Saric. Never happened. Um, I think he's just a role player. Um, and a subpar role player at that. Um, 
I think Cameron Payne, yeah, he could be good on the Knicks. Uh, but we, I mean, it really, you'd have to do something better than Sarge, though. I, I mean, you, you, you can't. I mean, that's what you can't. Like, it would have to be like Cam, Cam Payne and maybe Cam Johnson for like Julius Randle and maybe like. There's no way. There's no way. Cam Johnson is going to get paid. He will get a starter level contract from this, from this Phoenix. Yeah, they will pay. Hmm. They will pay both Aiton and Cam Johnson. How are they going to do that though? If, if they already got two max guys, how yeah. how do you how are you going to pay all those guys? They will pay them. <laughs> they, they they will pay them because they have the bird rights. It's the same way that. And I think they become, like, we'll see what happens, right? Mm -hmm. Who knows? I mean, someone like Warren Buffett can buy the fucking Suns, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so how about this? If you're the okay. Knicks and the Suns, you're trying to work out a trade. You want Julius Randle. And they want campaign. If I can get him for cheap for campaign when I know that I have Aaron Holiday uh, and Alfred Payton, then yeah. So what about, let's say, Julius Randle. For Cameron Johnson, and then you get Kemba, and then you give up Cam Johnson. Hell no. No, ain't no one wants Kemba. I mean, I, I feel like he's better coming off the bench than Alfred Payton. No, because the, Alfred Payton, like, you need point guards that will play defense. Like, this is the Suns' M.O., if you're a point guard, you need to be able to play defense and you need to be able to run the game plan. And I feel like Kemba is not going to do either of those. He's going to come off screens and try to shoot threes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Oh, actually, it looks like you're getting paid $21 million. Google lied to me. He's getting paid $21.7 million this year. Oh, then you can't, you can't do anything then. You'd have to trade, like, you'd need to trade, like, Campaign, Tory, and, like, uh, Sarich or something like that. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants Sarich though. You're, I think you're wrong. I think, dude, the guy is a beast in terms of rebounding. He has this big ass, right? Like what? Thick. Yeah, he's thick. Bro. I just wanted to know you're one. We're, we're live in the airways, brother. That's fine. He's got a big ass. Okay, he's <laughs> thick. He positions that badunk dunk down there, dude, and he will out rebound. Guys that can jump over him just because he's so big. Like, he's just wide. Mm -hmm. he, ba he backs down players. And, in fact, here's another hot take. If he doesn't get injured, the Suns sweep the Bucks. What? Oh, my God. That is an astronomical take. That's not even a hot take. That's an astronomical take. I'm telling you right now, dude. You should go back and watch the Suns games, okay, that they played during the regular season with Sarich on Giannis. He plays really good defense in a half-court setting, okay, with, uh, against Giannis because he's so wide. Giannis can't Euro-strap through him. He's wide. He's thick. He weighs like 260. That's what people don't understand. 225. Okay, so I was off by, you know, about <laughs> yeah. 40 pounds. Yeah. But he's still, he still is thick, all right? No, he's a big guy. I just, I, I, that's a bold... That's a bold take to say a, a role player not being injured is going to put you over 
the defending champs now that would have you would have swept them. That is a very very bold take. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Because I mean, uh, is there a timeline as to when Sarich is coming back? He's not going to be back for playoffs. Frank Kaminsky will be back for the playoffs. Oh, the even fucking skinnier one. Yeah, but all right. So no you, fat ass. You don't, you don't like yeah, no fat ass. You don't like Frank, but you should have seen what he how he was playing in the beginning of the season. Like if you just Google Frank Kaminsky, go on to basketballreference.com or ten point six points. That's fine. Look at his past games before he got injured. Let's see, twenty one, twenty two. All right, let's see. One field goal made out of four. That was probably the game he got injured. Five rebounds. All defensive rebounds. No, no, my, three of them were defensive rebounds. No, look points. at, the, look at the, the individual game stats. Individual game stats? What do you mean? That's what I'm looking at. Oh, okay. He had, there was... let's see, 17 points. So he had, oh, he had one really good game. He dropped 31 points. And seven rebounds and three assists. Mm -hmm. That was his the best game probably of his career, if I had to guess. It was the best game of his career, but he the confidence that he had after that, and he was coming off the bench. But so, it also was against Portland. And let me see, did Dame play? Nurkic was playing though. He he did that against Nurkic, I think. Oh yeah, Damon and McCollum were playing and Nurkic, yeah. but Nurkic only played nineteen minutes, which is That's kind of because he, he was getting trash on by Frank. They went small to try to counter Frank, and they kept Frank in the game. Yeah, because Frank was almost... He, I mean, he was at, he's at starter-level minutes. He played 31 minutes. So, I mean, he had the best plus-minus on the team. Yeah, I mean, but, like, I, can't, I cannot judge a player off of their highest career game because if so, Kobe, I mean, or Wilt's a GOAT. You know what I mean? <laughs> Will or, or Booker is up there with Wilt. Yeah, Wilt, Kobe, <laughs> or fucking Devin Booker. That's the GOAT. You know what yep. I mean? But, like, I mean, he's good, but I don't, I mean. Offensively, he's good. He can't rebound. He can't defend. But all I'm saying is the Suns need that scoring punch off the bench, right? I don't so, think they yeah. need it. It would be nice, but I don't think they need it. Dude, he's a walking bucket down there. The way that the Suns use their bigs, like, at least admit that. The way the Suns use no, their No, they, they utilize their bigs well because his money is a very, very good coach. And also yep. they have a really good point guard. So, I mean. Yep. So, I mean, he's a, he's a walking bucket when he's out there, literally. He's good for 10 points. Just like you said, 10.6 points. Oh, yeah, he'll average, he'll, average, he'll average somewhere between 8 and 11 points when he comes back. Uh, exactly. But, I don't know. We'll see. I think, I mean, I, I, like I said, with or without Frank Kaminsky, I mean, realistically, as long as nothing catastrophic happens, Phoenix should be able to make it out of the West. I mean, it might be a little bit difficult with Kawhi and PG coming back. Uh, might be a little bit difficult with MPJ and, and Jamal Murray making it back, but... I might start drinking again if, if Kawhi and PG come back and they play the Suns <laughs> in the first round. Yeah, I've been waiting to see like a news report that pop up during this podcast like, Kawhi, Paul George, back tonight! Yeah, just pull out a bottle of Jack Daniels at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, we all know it's coming, right? It's got to come. And it, I mean, Kawhi's been out for a while. I've, I think I saw something that said that Kawhi doesn't even have 10,000 points in his career yet. No way. Let me see. Kawhi. I think he's got like 9,000 something. Let's see. 11,085. 
Yeah, but does that include the playoffs? Uh, probably. All right, so there you go. Let's see, gameplay, points scored. Yeah, probably does. I don't know. But, I mean, oh well. I mean, he's 30 years old. He, he's got, what, maybe four years left of his prime? Like, he's going to be, he's going to go down. It's like a really weird case for the Hall of Fame, don't you think? Oh, 100%. He already is because, like, he's so talented, so incredibly talented, he stopped it's two dynasties. Yeah, but he doesn't like play. He doesn't play. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like he literally plays twelve games a season. Exactly. Like that is like like people thirty years from now, like your kids will be like, Dad, why is Kawhi in the Hall of Fame? And you're gonna be like, Well, let me tell you about the shot. Yeah, the the shot, the claw, yeah, the dynasty exactly. stopper, bro. Like, literally. it's so weird. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I can't explain it, dude. But the guy, like I, like I think I told you this before. Kawhi is one of my favorite players in the NBA. Mine too, because he hands, does. Hands he's, he puts his head down and fucking does what he needs to do. Yep. And his yep. big ass hands, man. Like when you can palm a basketball like Kawhi, bro. Shit. Dude, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, but let me ask you this: If there's any question, the bias out, you know, ignore your bias. Yeah. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh. Hell yeah! Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and this one of the most incredible shots in NBA history. To, I think that yep. propelled him to the finals because I want to say that was the Game Seven to the East Conference Finals. Yeah, it was. And then you stopped the Miami Dynasty. You stopped the Warriors because oh, I think they would have been their third, right? Yep. Yeah, their third with KD. And then you go to LA, and if you, I mean, I really do think that within the next four years, he stays healthy. They're going to win a chip. Him and Paul George. Clippers? Yeah. Clippers? Yeah. Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's not even close. Like, everyone's like, all right, so here's the thing I wanted to say about the West. Are you going to tell me right now that when all these injured players in the West, like Murray, okay, like, like uh, uh, Kawhi, PG-13, all them, that the West isn't going to be better, and they're going to have draft picks. Mm-hmm. The West hasn't had good hasn't had good draft picks for a while. Well, they're shit, man. Have... Uh, most of the fucking draft picks in the West are in fucking OKC, though. So, well, okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, they got like twenty five of them. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm going to add on to that a little bit though, because okay. this is the thing. When Murray's healthy, yeah. are you convinced that jo- Jokic is the best player on the Nuggets? Yes. Oh, really? Because I remember not too long ago, you had back-to-back 50-point games against the Nuggets and the, and the Jazz. I don't know if you remember that series in the bubble. Donovan oh, Mitchell and Jamal, Jer- Jamal Murray going fucking ham. Yeah, that, that was extremely entertaining. But let me put it on you right now. Remember how we were talking about... Um, I don't know if it was on the podcast or if me and you were just shooting the shit on Discord. But um, remember how we were talking about who the best player on the Sun- on the Warriors were? Yeah. And I told you that I feel like it was Draymond. Mm-hmm. What if I were to tell you that I feel like Jokic is just a better version of Draymond that plays less defense? I was about to say, because Draymond's pretty much only known for his defense. So it'd be like quite the opposite. But kind of that same role. And his passing. Defense and passing. Yeah. 
Whereas Jokic is known for passing and offense, right? Yeah, so it's almost, yeah. It's almost the exact opposite, I want to say. But kind of, yeah. Almost the exact same. The same sentiment. And, exactly. So you take, the, you take Draymond off the Warriors. The Warriors are not good. I mean, they're good. They're, they're just they're not good, as good. Not. Exactly. So you take Jokic off the, the Nuggets. That means Murray cannot shoot fifty points a game. Ah, uh, he can't. He's got to. Okay. He's got to run the offense. Okay, so let me ask you this: If you take, so let's say that, like, for whatever reason, Denver trades Jokic, and I don't know what the what could you get in return for Jokic? The entire Clippers organization, including <laughs> Jerry West. Oh man, the logo. Yeah. Uh, I just like I don't know because I feel like if you. Because you can't just take a max player out, right? Like, you can't just take Jokic off the Nuggets and then not replace him with something. Because I think if you put, like, let's say you take Jokic off, but you put Cat in, you're still telling me you don't think that Jamal Murray can drop 50 points in a series like that? I guarantee you no, could. Because, Kat, because the way the Cat plays, Cat's going to be the one dropping 50 points. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Because I don't know. System, it's the system that Malone uses, right? Yeah, but I, I think Jamal Murray is just too talented. I don't know if you remember that like reverse layup that he did in the bubble against LeBron. Yeah, it was no, literally he, like watching Mike, Mike, Mike. It like it, it was. I swear to God, I saw Michael Jordan right there. Like that was that yeah. that moment. I was like, holy shit! Like he just he just should have stuck out his tongue, and it would have been. You know what I mean? Throwing some Jordans. Yeah, like it, it was crazy, man. And like I think because of how injured. He always is injured. He's another guy. He's always injured. He's so fucking talented. Like, people don't understand it. Like, people are starting to come around and realizing that, like, Kyrie. I've been saying this for years. Kyrie is the most skilled NBA player ever. Best handles I've ever fucking seen. Like, that dude has the ball on a string. It's insane. And then now... Yeah, exactly. And, like... Jamal Murray is, I swear he's in that same category. Not just like right off the rip, but I'm telling you, he's like, he's always injured. So I don't feel like he's like, he just kind of keeps like plateauing. You know what I mean? Like he starts growing, growing, growing. It's like, oh, injury goes back down. He's like, now go, go, go injury. But like when he gets there and he's like, he needs to get off this injury shit. Dude, this guy is fucking nuts. No, I agree. I, I just, yeah. I'm huge on him though. I'm, I, you know, he's a Toronto guy. I, I mean, I, I, he's just—he's nuts, man. I—I'm I, not. I, obviously, I'm—I'm I'm just gonna sound like a hater. I'm not big on Jokic. I'm not sold. I'm not sold not, on the passing. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people are, man. I'm That's not. But I'm also. I'm also. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not huge on a passing big man like that. I'm not. I don't. I don't like the way he plays. I think a big man, you gotta be athletic somewhat. Like you gotta make it look effortless to dunk. But instead, he right. looks like he's jumping out of quicksand. Let's talk about another great passing, unathletic big man that won multiple championships. Who's talk that? Pogasol, then. Uh, so Let's did, talk about it. Uh, so, okay. Pogasol. Uh, I want to say, okay, so he's only a, he's only a two-time champion, right? Because I want to say, did that yeah, Lakers... Yeah, they went back to back, right? No, they they Boston won in two thousand eight. They won in two thousand and seven, and then they won again in two thousand and the Lakers won in two thousand nine. I want to say. 
Wait, what? I don't think the Lakers won in 2007. Yeah, they did. Or maybe it was the... Or maybe you're right. Maybe the the Celtics won in 2007. I think the Celtics... Wait, no. Because who won 2000? Let me see. NBA Finals. Because I want to say the Lakers, Powell and Kobe went back-to-back. I don't think so. Let me see. I could be wrong, though. I was pretty pretty high back then. (laughs) Let me see. NBA Finals winners. Let's see. So, in 20... Okay, so 2007. This is where we were wrong. 2006, the Mavs won. Yep. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. I'm wrong. The, The Heat won. I think... 2006, 2007? Yeah. The Heat with Shaq? And yeah, the Heat D-Wade? with Shaq and D-Wade, they won. Then the Spurs won. Then the Celtics won in 2008. And then the Lakers went back-to-back. And then... Yeah, they... And then the Mavericks, that's when they were brought out his meltdown. Then the Miami went back-to-back. That's, that's the, I like to call that the karma finals. <laughs> they made fun of Dirk for being sick. Uh, I don't know. I call it a fluke more than anything. JJ uh, Barea, JJ Barea, greatest defensive player ever. Oh my god, I don't know, man. And then <laughs> Kawhi stopped the dynasty. The Warriors go on a tear. Cavs come back from down three one. Kawhi stops another dynasty. The Lakers or then the Raptors. Yeah, then the Lakers, then the Bucks, and then we'll see what happens this season. Um, I don't know. What, what, what do you want to talk about, Paul? Gasol? I mean. Did he have a crazy career? No, but he was a linchpin in that Lakers team, right? Like, he played above-average defense. Mm-hmm. He was a great passer. Mm-hmm. He was unathletic. He was a finesse player. He is, in my opinion, not a walking triple-double like, like Jokic. Jokic, yeah. Right? But he is similar. Both seven-foot white foreign <laughs> European big men that are basically cut from the same cloth, right? Yeah. Like, Powell could even shoot threes sometimes. Yeah. But but let me ask you this. How many people do you remember back then were huge Powell fans? I mean, a lot of people because there's Laker fans everywhere. No, like, everybody. Like everybody. Was... Everybody was a Kobe fan. Yeah. It I mean, was yeah. I I don't ever remember going. I don't remember ever seeing anybody in my whole life wear a Pau Gasol jersey when he was on the Lakers. There was quite a few. I don't know. Maybe I mean at the time I was still I was still in Michigan, to be yeah. fair. But like I was on the East Coast and everybody was still wearing Pistons because they just came off that win in a couple of years before with uh, like Chauncey and Ben Wallace and Sheed and everything. But yeah. uh, and Rip. Yeah, Rip Hamilton. But it's like, I don't know. To me, I'm just not a big fan of the passing big man. I think big man, to me, I want to see Shaq. I want to see, you know, Hakeem. Shaq was a, a good passing big man. He had to because they put they used the triangle offense. No, I know, but I'm but that's not what you remember him for. No, no, no. 100%. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that is what I like in terms of big man. Like, I want Shaq's dominance. That's why I love Yada so much. And, like, I wish that AD would be more like that. And I wish Joel would be more like that. But, I mean, Joel is a little bit too big in terms of, like, he's just he's just heavy. And he's got weak ankles. Yeah, like, fat ass, you know, as exactly. what Adam, Adam says. 
Uh, <laughs> but like that's to me, that's what a center is. I, I don't think a center is a guy that's always on the perimeter, uh, fucking passing it, doing a pick and roll, trying to you know do do the post. I'm not. I've never been a big fan of the post. You know, like there's some players I like seeing. You know, like I like seeing LeBron in the post. He's not a center, obviously, but like I, I've always think LeBron's post game was super fun to watch. Um, I agree. Who else in the post? Tim Duncan in the post. Incredible. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. No one talks about Dwayne Wade in the post. D Wade in the post. Yeah, oh good. But gosh, I, that's a bucket every no, time. Yeah, I, but D Wade was good everywhere. Like let's that's let's true. not get it twisted. The flash was good everywhere, from the that's three. True. Off the dribble, dunking in the post, man. This dude was amazing, and he's another guy. Yeah, you defensive. defensively, he was great too. Like, but he's another superstar. Like, he kind of, I mean, his injuries kind of fucked with him a bit. But he, he needs to be higher all time too. Like, people don't understand how good he was. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I feel like there's so many casual, you know, fans that they just yeah. like, oh yeah, D Wade was cool because he played with LeBron. Like, no, D Wade won a championship before LeBron. With a fucking old ass Shaq, he won a championship his second year in the NBA. I want to say, right? Was it? I want to say it was a couple years. Let me see, Dwayne like Wade, second or third year in the NBA. I want to say. Let's see, let's see, Dwayne Wade. He played sixteen years, so he got in the, he was in the league since two thousand three, and they won it in two thousand six. Oh. So third year. Yeah, third year. That's crazy. He was on his rookie contract still. <laughs> yep. And I mean, the, the second best player, well, I mean, the second best player was probably Alonzo Mourning, right? Or was Alonzo? Yeah, it was Alonzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, he was older than Shaq at that point, I want to say, right? I don't think so. Was he really? I think so. Let me see. At the time, Shaq was born in 72. Yeah, he was two years older than uh, Shaq. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and at the time, Shaq weighed in at 325 pounds. Yeah, they must have taken at least 50 pounds off that. <laughs> yeah, because he, he was, was fucking big, dude. Yeah, he was He was also not very good in Miami. He was okay. Like, he, I mean, he definitely wasn't, you know, Shaq. But, yeah. like, you know, he. I mean, he had some, some good minutes, I feel like. But, no, definitely so, not. Let me ask you a question. Uh... I wanted to talk about how do you fix the dunk contest. Yeah. And I know you said that you you didn't have really anything. I was listening to the old man in the three the other day. They were talking to Tyrese Halliburton, and they were asking him how you fix the dunk contest. And he said that you should incentivize it, right, by having the NBA players play against professional dunkers. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, because, like, as an NBA fan, right, Mm-hmm. How many of those fans, as NBA fans, do you think goes to like dunk contests, like for pro dunkers? You know what I mean. As big of fans as we are for basketball, would we ever go to a dunk contest if it was not NBA players? No, and that, and that's the thing. Not only are you given the limelight to something that is pretty unique to basketball, where you have like a niche, a very niche thing in a sport that someone can actually make money off of like there's such a thing as a professional dunker like that's crazy mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a professional football thrower yeah home run hitter. A quarter. yeah or a home run hitter or uh you know a field goal kicker like they don't have competitions for that outside of the nfl right mm-hmm. but in the nba that's something that's pretty unique so you're adding to those guys's uh career right for one and two, we can all pretty much say that most NBA players, if not all, have egos. 
But how embarrassing would it be for your weekend, your all-star weekend, right, to lose to people that are not even in the NBA? But I think, I don't know, because I, I feel like there's two different ways you can look at it. One, it could be super embarrassing. But then, uh, because the, you're, you're, playing, uh, you're playing basketball at the highest level. Right yeah. or but at the same time you can do so many other things that that guy he can just dunk, you know what I mean? You can do so many other things like, I, and and that's why I think like it just it gets really foggy because I like dunks. I've always liked dunks. Like I mean, who doesn't like watching a, a good dunk contest? You know what I mean? Watching dudes fly in the fucking air and slam a ball through the basket is crazy. Um, but like. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like what would actually incentivize players is like a bonus or something. Like you, know, you get an actual prize besides some stupid ass basketball trophy. You know what I mean? Like whoever wins gets ten mil. You know what I mean? Like or you know, like some sort of uh, sp- uh, sponsor deal or something like. I don't know. There has to be something more than just that stupid trophy and say, oh, yeah, I won a, a dunk contest. You know what I mean? Like, give them a reason to want to do it. Um, so you do agree with the incentivization, but, I mean, how, yeah. how do you incentivize players that already earn millions of dollars? Like, You could never have enough. <laughs> you know, well, in, the ca- in the case of uh, Allen Iverson and, uh, you know, a couple other players, I would agree with you. Yeah, like, I mean, that's just how it is. You can never have enough money. Yeah. Like, I mean, and whether that's like a selfish thing, like you just want more money for yourself, or if you really want to just like set up your uh, business, or oh. yeah, you want generational wealth for your kids' kids and so forth, but you can never have enough money. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially for like, think about it. I mean, I don't think Josh turning up 10, 15, 20 million dollars if he wins the dunk contest. I guarantee he'd be in there. Shit. And I guarantee maybe even LeBron, and you know, maybe not now, but. Back in the day, when I looked at it for 10, 15, 20 mil. Let, let's let's ch- change really, really quick, right? And mm-hmm. then I th- I think you gotta you gotta go. You got somewhere to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just real quick, do you think that that would have done anything for LeBron's likability if he would have participated in a couple of dunk contests? Uh, I don't know because I feel like LeBron has always been. Yeah, like he's just like he's never. There's no. I mean, think about it. You know, it's twenty years season. Or he's in the year what? Eighteen, seventeen. Almost twenty years playing the game. Have you ever heard LeBron in anything? Like, there's nothing. There's no like drama around him. There's no issue. Like the only thing I can remember, and it was somewhat early in his career, was that, ironically, Delonte West. uh, There was rumors that. He was having sex with LeBron's mother. I, I mean, I don't know any other way to say that. Uh, that's the only so thing I remember. You could have said it in a PG way, like fucking up. Or... <laughs> yeah, there was some. There, there were there was some fornications between LeBron's mother, Mrs. James, and uh, Delonte <laughs> Delonte West. So I, I mean, now he's a crackhead going on trying out for the big three. I'm happy that he's I, he's clean though, because I remember I don't know if you saw those videos where he was out. Uh, and getting arrested and saying he was fucking Jesus and shit. I, I don't know. It was fucking crazy. It's, and that's what I say. You can never have too much money because a lot of NBA players, a lot of athletes, pro athletes, they don't, they don't get financial advisors and they don't know how to fucking. They they, they spend that money so fast. Uh, they've never had it. They don't yeah. Know what to do with it. Yeah, and they and they go crazy. And next thing you know, you're fucking broke. 
Um, and obviously, Delonte West at some point went broke. Um, Too much crack, dude. Yeah, but um, like I think LeBron's always been likable. I think I don't know. I feel like I feel like LeBron's never been a super flash dunker. Like he's just he's just a strong dunker. You know what I mean? A power dunker. Yeah, like he just he runs at the basket, jumps high, and slams the shit out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, mean, I don't think he he had that had that much finesse. Like, he had some in-game dunks where, you know, it was like, ooh, you know, like some crazy shit, like I, a couple windmills and everything. But I don't know. Like, I don't I don't ever felt like it was LeBron's thing. I think LeBron has always been more about team achievements more than anything. Um, and I'm not saying like he doesn't want individual accolades, but I think he's always been more worried about, especially early, he wanted to win a chip. Like, he wanted to win a championship before he left Cleveland the first time. You know what I mean? Like, and that team that he carried to the finals was fucking horrible. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, and like, it, it's crazy to me. Um, and I think it, it really lit a fire under, under his ass because Dwayne Wade did it. I mean, I, I mean, you know how close they are and them being drafted at the same time. And, like, him doing that in his third year, fucking LeBron, I'm sure that lit a fire under his ass, you know? Let alone yeah. chasing Michael Jordan. Now he's chasing Dwayne Wade. You know? So, I think... I don't know. I don't think that's where his focus was at. I, I think he he wanted a chip as soon as he could. You know? And I think... Uh, and maybe in terms of likability, yeah, maybe. I think there's always going to be people that didn't like him, people that do like him. I've always had, a like, a... That's the generational player. You know? For, for kids, you know, guys around my age. We all grew up watching LeBron. It was LeBron, Melo... D Rose, D Wade, you know, we got a little bit of KG, K Love, Paul Pierce. I didn't really ever like Paul Pierce, so, uh, you know. I, it, with me, it was the tail end of, of MJ's career and then Kobe. Kobe was my. Oh, wait, Kobe too. Kobe too, though. Because, like, I mean, because, you know, I didn't get to watch the 3 P obviously, because I was born in 98. So I was. Damn, young, bro. Yeah, so, I mean. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a youngin. I don't remember. I, I, I don't have any recollection of the three P. I didn't get to watch Kobe and Shaq, which I mean, I get to watch film now, but it's not the yeah. same as it being like a pop culture. You know what I mean? It's like when Mike, when Mike was doing this thing with the Bulls and Rodman and Pippen. Like that was yeah. the thing. Everybody was, you know what I mean? Like even my parents. My parents were watching those finals. They didn't even watch basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like the Bad Boy Pistons. That was the thing. Even no matter whether you like basketball or not, you're from Detroit. You're watching the Bad Boy Piston. Like that's true. it's just yeah. a cultural, a cultural aspect. Like you're in, you're so enveloped in it. That, that's what I was kind of robbed of. Obviously, I didn't get to witness the three P. I didn't get to witness the Jordan three peats. Obviously, um, but I get to witness Kobe's back to back. Kobe, uh, so many Kobe injuries. Obviously, um, and then you got fucking. Unfortunately, I had to witness Golden State's bullshit. But it is what it is, man. What they're trying to do, the media now is trying to put this narrative out that Steph Curry was my na- my generation's player. Fuck that. I didn't know Steph Curry until they made the finals. I, I, mean, I did. But. I mean, I, I don't know. I got nothing, to be honest with you, dude. I mean, I, I think it could go either way. I think... <laughs> you are crazy. Okay, just literally, like, literally. We've seen a type of player like LeBron before, okay? And I no, we agree haven't. with well, just hear me out. Just hear me out, okay? 
he's a little bit of magic. Like he, I like the comparisons between him and Magic more than him and and, and MJ. Oh no, he is a bigger, better scoring Magic. Yeah, exactly. So you've seen sort of that type of thing before, but ain't no one seen Steph Curry before. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm pretty high on Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. I've always okay. loved Ray Allen. They're standing still. They're not freaking doing the stuff that Steph does, dude. Come on. Steph is like a mutant of like if Rip Hamilton and Ray Allen had a baby, <laughs> that would be like... Dude, they, they run Steph Curry off so many screens. Like seven screens of freaking set just about. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's nuts. He's the dude never stops moving, just like Rip Hamilton. Never stops moving. Yeah, that's true. So Rip Hamilton would pull up for a two. Steph pulls up from half three. court. Yeah, or half court. <laughs> so I just I don't know, man. Like I... But okay, so here's the thing though. You can change the game. Because obviously Steph Curry changed the game of basketball and how it's played. Yeah. Um but that does not make you the generational player. Yeah, for better or worse. But that still. It was LeBron's era. Let me ask you a question. If Steph Curry ends his career with more championships, okay, than LeBron, no. that well your tune won't change. No. So if he ends with six championships Which he won't, but no, even if hypothetically no. Wow. All right. But this is why. This is why. Uh I think LeBron, and this is not I think, I know, LeBron elevates everybody around him. It's never, he's been, he's been passed first, he's been scored first, he's played pretty much one through five, you know what I mean? And he's won finals and finals MVP for three different teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's hard to do. It's hard to do that once. Curry's not won any Finals MVP. I, I mean, I can't, I can't speak to it because I'm not part of your, you know, your generation. To me, it was Kobe, unquestionable Kobe. There was no one else. You could maybe throw Shaq in there, but no. It, to me, it was Kobe. Kobe was my generational player. He was my goat. Well, I think for well for people my age, you know, yeah. early twenties, mid twenties, it's yeah. Kobe and it's Kobe and LeBron. Because it was Kobe towards the beginning, you know, when I when I was younger. But then at the same time, you know, because this was at the time Kobe was still doing his thing in L.A. Yep. Um, and then LeBron had just, you know, he's doing his first couple years in in, in, in Cleveland. So, you know, I, I, I liked his game. You know, LeBron was LeBron. He had so much hype around him. Um, but it wasn't until Miami. When Miami, when they linked up in Miami, it was like, okay, this is it. You know, he's got this shit on lock. Um, but I think with Kobe, like Kobe, everybody knew because like pretty much that's what we were all waiting for, right? People my age, we were waiting for Kobe versus LeBron, and unfortunately, never happened. Robbed of it, robbed. That was yeah, it's one of the biggest robberies in NBA history, and and that's what I'm saying. Like that's what we I was waiting for. I wanted to see a Laker Heat matchup so fucking bad, never happened. I think it would have made the world explode. Yeah, like it, it's crazy, man. Like. That that's what kids my age wanted, and and that's why like it's Kobe for the first you know few years, the early two thousands, late two thousands, and then once you hit to about twenty twelve or was it twenty ten or twenty? No, I think it was twenty ten. LeBron went to Miami. Yep. Twenty ten. That's when it was like, all right, it's LeBron's time. 
Mm-hmm. And then I, and then maybe you could say, I mean, but it's hard now. Like, because at what point? Because you got 2010 to 2014 is when he's on Miami. And then you got 2014 to 2018, he's in Cleveland. And then you got now, from 2018 to 2022, he's in L.A. So at what point does it shift? Because 2010 to 2014, number six LeBron was, I think, fucking sane. I think mass LeBron wearing number six with those heat jerseys. I think that was the best version of LeBron. And then you get LeBron, number 23 LeBron, wearing that black Cavs, the land jerseys. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Dude was a fucking monster. And then you still got him now. He's still in his prime. In year 17. When is his prime going to end? When he retires. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, it, it, to me, when, at, when is there a gap as to where it shifts from LeBron to Steph? You know what I mean? Because there was a there was a shift which from Kobe to LeBron, but there were there's no, there's still I there, we're still waiting to figure out who's going to be the NBA the face of the NBA because it's still LeBron. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't answer that, man. I mean, like I said, I can't really speak to who you guys look at as your as your you know. But to me. If I could speak on it, like let's let's put myself in the uh, Gen Z shoes. Whoa, 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 chill out now. Okay, let me put on my, freaking, let me put on my Yeezys or whatever you kids. Yeah, wear. yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just feel like, and and I maybe the LeBron hater in me, whatever you could call, whatever you want, but I just think that Steph is a better figurehead, especially if he got, like, not right now. Right now, I agree with you, it's LeBron. But, Steph, if he goes on and he wins six championships or whatever, like, let's say they go on another dynasty run, they just own the NBA, they prove everyone wrong, it's not the Grizzlies, it's not the Suns, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not It's not Philly, it's not Bucks, it's yeah. the Warriors. Again, you're going to tell me right now, then, just because LeBron has all those accolades, that... Steph is didn't have the better career. No, I don't, but 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 just because. Okay, so here's the thing. Steph doesn't make anybody better. And actually, in fact, he needs somebody else to make him better, which is Draymond. But does, Le- but does LeBron make anyone better? Let's yes. be real. Really? So you're gonna Prime tell LeBron. me that Kevin that Kevin Love on the Cavs was a better player than he was when he was averaging like 16 rebounds a game and being an absolute monster in minnesota so okay but here's the thing though when when kevin love went to cleveland he understood that he was not going to be that guy but you're saying but but hold on but you're saying that that lebron makes players better so he Uh would have been better in cleveland than he was in minnesota now Mm. let's look at let's look at let's look at steph steph just being on the court allows people to get better shots mainly play but does lebron driving to the basket not do the same thing is he making players better in in la right now not in la but i'm saying let's let's talk about let's okay so let's talk about 2010 to 2018 was he was he not making plays for or making open shots for people like uh, Kevin Love and uh, J.R. Smith and, and Kyrie and all these guys. J.R. Smith has always been a knockdown shooter. Kyrie is 
Kyrie, that's Uncle. But I'm just saying. But 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 does 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 LeBron James? You see LeBron James coming in transition. Full sprint to the basket. You're telling me there's not gonna be two or three guys trying to, you know, get off their guy to stop him. But the same could be said for Steph. If no, Steph it is not. Three people. Listen. Yeah, I'm, oh, dude, there, there was a picture. There was a picture I saw on, on Reddit like uh, a few months ago when the Suns played. I know what you're talking about. It, it was like five people on him, but it was at the three point line, not at the exactly. fuck, not at the fucking, not at That's the cup. It, Steph just being on the court, he's like a, he has like a gravitation gravitational pull of like the sun. He just pulls people to him, and then people ipso facto they get open shots. So just saying. No, that that's an, uh, th- this is a very weird take because LeBron, I, we I, I'll pick a, I'll, I'll grab a highlight reel because we need to refresh your memory. You're getting a little bit old now because you're I think you're forgetting how. Just the stats back up what I'm saying. No, I don't care about the stats. We'll do the eye test. We'll we'll do a, we'll we'll watch a, a, a LeBron diving a LeBron driving uh, compilation. And, and it's like a vacuum. He pulls everyone toward the center and then he kicks it out. Yeah, but and anybody could do that. No, Steph Curry could not do that. Steph Curry could not draw an entire team to the cup. No fucking way. He can draw them all to the. To the three-point line. That's but, what I'm saying. Th- but it's not. You'll never see. There's one picture, right? One picture with five guys on him. You'll never see them triple triple teaming him at the three. Maybe a double team. Maybe they'll be trying to get him from half court. They'll do it a, every, like a quick trap. But there's no. Go ahead. Every every team, whenever someone drives to the basket, if they have an open lane of the basket. The defense automatically gets sucked in. I mean, you look at CP3. CP3 does the same. But, thing. Oh, no, no. But here's the thing, though. LeBron, he's either going to slam it in your face and you're going to be on a poster. Or he's going to throw some fucking insane no-look-behind-the-fucking-head pass. That's the difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly like magic. You know that, And that's what I'm saying. You can't just say, oh, well, Seth, Seth, Seth doesn't make anybody better. Seth needs Draymond to make himself better. And then maybe by him, by Draymond making him better, he can make people better. But without Draymond... Is he still do, is he doing that same thing? Yeah. No, he is not because he didn't look like he was in the fucking. I remember I saw a game a couple weeks ago. He dropped like eight points. You kidding me? When was the last time you seen uh, LeBron drop eight points? Not for a long time. I I I I couldn't even. It's probably his rookie year, maybe. Let me ask you a question: If Frank Kaminsky was playing for the the Lakers right now, would he have? Had... Your mic cut out, by the way. Oh. If you, if Frank Kaminsky played for the Lakers, or was it the Warriors? If he played for the Lakers, uh-huh. he'd be having a career year right now. Um, if, yeah, because probably CP3, not because it's CP three makes. CP three, what? You're sorry, your mic is like lagging out. Of LeBron making players better is not there. No, so well, no, but this is why I said 2010 to 2018 because obviously it's a lot different now. LeBron's not fucking posterizing anybody anymore, and that's the thing is like he's losing a little bit of his bounce and he's losing, I think, a little bit of his confidence. That's why you're seeing him shoot a lot more jumpers now, which I'm not a huge fan of, but he's still he's shooting at a better percentage now than he has been. Um, but I think that's what's kind of like for me, that's what's kind of taking LeBron's greatness away is that he's. 
trying to change his game. And I get it. When you get older, your athleticism is going to leave, and especially LeBron, like that driving force is going to be a lot of his athleticism. And for him to, you know, keep playing, keep trying to win championships, he's got to shoot. He can't keep doing fucking crazy dunks. But yeah. back then, let's say if Frank Kaminsky right now, present day Frank Kaminsky, was on any team, the 2010 to 2014 Heat or the 2014 2018 Cavs, yeah. Right. No problem. I mean, then I can't convince you. No, but it's the, no, but it, but I, I, I really, it's not the way I feel. It's just watching the film. I remember, but the, but the evidence, the statistical evidence, is not there to back it up. That's what but, I'm but what, what do, but what, what stats? What, what? I don't understand because the one stat you said was the Kevin Love, right? Kevin Love. Oh, but the, but but both of them were fully aware that they were going to be third options at best. They both knew going into that that they were sacrificing to win a chip, right? Yeah. And so I don't understand how that can be used against LeBron saying, "Oh, he doesn't make these guys better because they became worse." Well, they went from being guys that were you know doing great on shit teams to guys that were doing okay on great teams. So which I mean, if you ask Kevin Bosch and Kevin or Kevin Bosch. Chris Bosch and Kevin Love, which would they have had preferred? What do you think they'll say? I don't know. I, I, I do know because they made the decision. They signed the contracts. They they you know what I mean? They did it. They want to win a chip. When you play when you play professional basketball, you have two different routes you're gonna take. Are you gonna try to make the most amount of money or are you gonna try to win as much as you can? And those guys did a little bit of both, you know what I mean? Like Minnesota, I'm sure Kevin Love got his bag. You know, Kevin Bosch, or Kev, I keep saying Kevin Bosch, God damn it, Chris Bosch yeah, in Toronto, he got his bag. Yeah, like they, and then they ended up both winning championships. Obviously, Chris Bosch got two, Kevin Love got one. Is what it is. But I guarantee they have no regrets about that. I guarantee Kevin Love in Minnesota, if he would have stayed, he never would have won a chip. Never. And the same thing with and and exactly and that's the same thing with Chris Bosh. I don't think if he stayed in Toronto, they would ever won a chip. I mean, that's just what it is. You make sacrifices, but you got guys like. Well, hold on, dude. You're disrespecting the goat, Andrea Bargnani, dude. Oh Come God! I, I actually, he's actually on my team in my team in 2K22. I actually do like him, but <laughs> um, but it's like I don't know. But then I think you got guys that are not championship level players um that LeBron does make better. You know what I mean? Like did you ever think Timothy Mozgov or Mon Shumper or even J.R. Smith? Did you think J.R. Smith was gonna win a chip at some point? Cause he got two. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I thought those Denver teams were better than Kobe's Lakers. No, the Denver teams were good. Didn't I don't know either. I think it was just too many egos. It's the, that, uh, and this is, it's that, I think they, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that referred to as the chain gang? Yeah, it was, I'm pretty sure. Kenyon Martin, Carmelo Anthony, J.R. Smith, like, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, yeah, there, you got Chauncey on Bird, there. Oh, Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Birdman, Jawan Howard. Like, they, they had, was like the, that was like the coming out of like the normalization of tattoos. AI like, too, right? Yeah, they had AI. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I forgot about that. They had AI too. Yep, towards the end of his career, and that's what I'm yep. saying. Like, there's so, I don't know, but like, 
after, I mean, you know, JR was a bucket. And he was a bucket too and, and when he went to the Knicks. It's not like JR was a bum, but was he a championship winning type of player? No. Probably not. Really. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Iman Shumpert, same thing. Timothy Mozgov, same thing. Kevin Love could have been if, you know, if they, you know, if they had made a, bit, a good team around him, but. Like, there's too many ifs. Matt, Matt Delvadova, Channing Fry, like, Mo Williams. Like, uh, this is not... When you look at the 2015... Or is it 2016-2017? If Kobe doesn't hit that shot, or, like, airball that shot in 2009, okay, against the Suns in the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. Channing Fry could have possibly won a championship. <laughs> could have possibly. That's what you. That's what you're. That's what you're saying I'm, to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got an old ass Phoenix Suns team. Right? Yeah. Old ass Phoenix Suns team at that point. <laughs> who who won the championship that year? It was Kobe, right? Kobe Which year? Won that year. 2009. The last year. Yep. 2009. 2010. Yep. Who'd they Who'd they play? They played. Celtics, uh, I think. They play the Celtics? I'm pretty sure they, yeah, let me see. 2008, 2009 NBA Finals. Yeah, they played the Celtics. Yeah, because I think they, oh, wait. Yeah, they played the Celtics. Really? 2009, 2010. No, no, this is when uh, Dwight made the, the finals. They played uh, Magic. Or is this 2008? No, I'm talking about the, 2008 was the Magic. Yeah, 2008, 2009 is the Magic. 2000, are you talking about 2009, 2010? Whenever the Suns played the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and Kobe <clears throat> airballed that shot and Ron Artest scooped it up and, and like put it back in. Yeah. I was at that game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was at that game. Like, I... Dude. That's tough. I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. But, like, we're literally... We're discussing, like, oh, maybe if he didn't airball this shot... Maybe he could have maybe really just you know, on off chance won the championship. You know what I mean? That's what we're discussing. Versus, I mean, I feel like Channing Fire was okay. You know, he was oh, pretty pretty okay in the 2016 run. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, all right, look, I'm never going to be one of those LeBron haters. I know. He's like, he's, he's like a terrible player. He doesn't deserve to be in the GOAT conversation. I dislike him for one simple reason. The decision. That's it. I think I've told you that. <laughs> yeah, you have. That's it. That's it. In fact, I used to hate Kobe so much, I like LeBron better. It switched when he did the decision. Which blows my mind because the Suns hate Lakers. I, I don't understand but, this. But, this. but the Lakers only beat the Suns during the Nash era. That one year. Yeah. The Suns owned the Lakers for six years. Yeah. Legit. Like like Kobe talks about the the uh the the rivalry. He said the only rivalry they had, okay, when he was a Laker was the Suns. He said he wouldn't call the Kings a rivalry because they never won anything. So let me ask you this. Is is Steve Nash Kevin Durant, before Kevin Durant, is Steve Nash the original snake? No. So you didn't, you didn't feel any type of way when he went from Phoenix to L.A.? I was happy. Why? Because I knew their run was over, and I felt like him and Kobe and Dwight had a real shot. Obviously, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> but 
if anything, he made a real, like, he made it a real goal of his to get what they could for him. Like, everybody won in that trade, except the Lakers, right? Yeah. But when the trade happened, everyone was like, this is fair, right? Yeah. So, I wasn't mad. Was I sad? Yeah, I was sad. But I knew there was nothing that they could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is what it is. Just, I don't know. I, I just find it interesting. I just, I just wanted to ask, because I don't remember a huge, like, a, a lot about, you know, that, that trade. Because um, it was so long ago. I mean, what, was it fucking 10 years ago? At least. 2012, 2013. Yeah, so like 10 years ago. Jesus. Yeah. So it's like, dude, that's so long ago. Uh, I remember his. I remember his first game back. The arena. I've never seen a standing ovation at an arena like that before. They stood and clapped for for Steve Nash when he came and played with the with the Lakers at the at the Suns Arena for the first time. Mm. They stood and clapped for like a good two and a half minutes. <laughs> I mean, he did. I mean, yeah, because he spent like ten years there, right? Because he was like there for two years. He went to Dallas, and he was back for like another ten or something, right? Let me see. Yeah, I mean, he, he, was drafted by, he was drafted by the Suns, and it's so crazy. I don't know if a lot of people know this, okay? But the Suns drafted Kevin Johnson, Jason Kidd, and Steve Nash, and now they have Chris Paul. Like, do they have the greatest point, point guard history in the history of the NBA? Like, is there any franchise that can claim to have probably four Hall of Famers? Uh, like, probably the Lakers, right? Because they have uh Magic. I, and, okay, well they this have is Magic. That's it. Well, no, 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 no. These are gonna be awful takes because they got them at the to- the later you know ends of their career. You know the glove, Gary Payton. I think he's one of the greats. I don't know if you agree with that. I think Russell Westbrook is one of the greats, not one of the greatest, but he's one of the greatest point guards. You know. Um, and I want to say there's one more, or is Jerry Jerry West isn't a point guard, right? No, he's a shooting guard. Yeah, but, but what you're forgetting is the Suns drafted three out of those four guys. Yeah, that's true. Like, oh, that's did insane. They, did they really draft Jason Kidd? Let me see. I thought Jason Kidd. Maybe Jason Kidd was drafted by Dallas. Let's see. I think he, might he was. Right. Yeah, he was drafted by Dallas. Okay, so uh, so I'm wrong. So two out of the four guys. No, but it's still, I mean, it's still good. Kevin Johnson and Steve Nash are nothing to sleep on. Yeah. So I mean, oh, actually, we're wrong. Kevin Johnson was drafted by the Cavs. What? Yeah. No, you're lying. I'm not. No way. I swear here. I'll link you. <laughs> Dude, I never knew this. I didn't either. <laughs> Did he play for the Cavs? Yeah, he played in 87 and 88. Dude, I'm like freaking out right now. <laughs> I, I never knew that. Wow. Yeah, he played limited minutes behind Mark Price. And then... He's going to play limited minutes behind Mark Price. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. That's crazy. Okay. So, so you got your twenty five percent win rate. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it went from 75% to 25%. But, you know. All right, I'm going gonna, gonna to change the narrative then. I'm going to switch to we had them all in their primes. <laughs> there we go. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Well, well, Jason Kidd, I don't know, man. You don't think that was his prime when he played with, with Penny and, and Steve? <sighs> I don't know. You don't know? I mean, he won a chip in... I don't know. Like, it really depends. Do you, Was he better on the Suns in those five years, or yes. was he better on the Nets in those seven? Okay. I don't know about that one, actually. You don't know? Because that's what I'm saying, because, I mean... I Jason don't know. Kidd, Jason Kidd is what made me become a Suns fan. But let me let me let me say tell you this, he yeah. made the All Star team for six of the eight years he played in the Nets, and he put market. Well, yeah, but also, I mean, he was there for longer. He was only there for five years in Phoenix, and he was there for seven years in the Nets. But only on two of those years on the Phoenix team, he made the playoffs or played the playoffs, made the uh, All Star team. But also, they were, I, I, I think they were a little bit better. The Phoenix team, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe it's hard to say between whether it was his prime on New Jersey or Phoenix. It's hard. I think New Jersey. I, I think New Jersey. All right. Well, let's let's let it end there. You know, we've been talking. I think it's like a two-hour episode. Right? Yeah, we've been talking for two hours and ten minutes. You split it up into two different ones, maybe. Hell no, because then I have to render it and then fucking render another one. This is just one episode. Just one. We'll just take a break. We won't do one until like next weekend or so. Oh well, actually, I'll be in Vegas, so we'll have to do one if we want to do one this next week. Uh, before I go to Vegas, we can. Yeah. If not, we can always wait until not not this week, but this next week, but the week after. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep you updated, and you know, I'll try to keep everybody updated on social medias and everything. And you keep running the Facebook page, and you know, start. You know, maybe start. Uh, we'll see about getting a guest on. Yeah, I'm trying my best. I'm going to mess with some people right now, in fact. All right. Well, I'm going to end it here, and we'll see you guys next time. Make sure you follow us on all social medias, and, you know, subscribe. Hit the like button. Detroit Dill out. Later. <laughs>